When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hello, and welcome to In the Limelight, Vanity Fair's entertainment and pop culture podcast. I'm Josh Duboff, Vanity Fair senior writer, and I'm here, uh, unfortunately, not in person as we were last time we recorded. I thought you were but... just going to say, unfortunately, with... <laughs> No, I, I, sadly, sadly not in the same locale as Julie Miller, Vanity Fair senior Hollywood writer. On In the Limelight, we analyze the ins and outs of pop culture, entertainment, and celebrity from the past week, from the Kardashians to Kate Middleton and everything in between. So on this week's episode, we had our bonus episode on Monday where we, I guess, technically Monday or late Sunday night, it was, I don't know, Monday morning, we did it about 7.30 a.m., in my bed in our hotel in LA right after the Vanity Fair Oscar party that we were at. Now I'm back in New York, which is devastating for me because I'm no longer in the same city as Julie. But we still have a lot of Oscar stuff to kind of debrief and discuss. There are some of the pre-Oscar events that we went to that we want to talk about, how I spent my Oscar morning, which was kind of intriguing. Julie had a very exciting run-in with a famous model that we need to discuss. It really happened. I just listened to the episode, by the way, because we were so sleep-deprived. We didn't really (laughs) remember what we said, what we talked about. And I can't believe that you compared the Vanity Fair Oscar (laughs) party, the iconically glamorous Vanity Fair Oscar party, to feeling like a convention center. <laughs> I know. Never like before. Like some pet that, depot or something. <laughs> never before has that comparison been made, and I will probably not get invited back now. Both of us have been in this bubble of Oscar world, but there is other celebrity news out in the world, and we want to talk about the Katy Perry-Orlando Bloom breakup because it also relates to the Oscar party, and we have a take on that based on what we saw there. And lastly, a little bit about our favorite restaurant, Meghan Markle's sushi go-to spot, Sushi Park. Which we're so upset. We wanted to go back there. We made a reservation, but we just ended up getting torn in so many different directions with coworkers and events. <laughs> Those and... pesky coworkers always <laughs> trying to hang out with us. I feel like we let Megan down in a big way because we really thought part of this week was going to be about honoring her and you know i know we we keep vowing to watch an episode (laughs) of her show we've been saying we're gonna watch an episode of suits it's like how jimmy kimmel always says matt damon's gonna come he doesn't have time for matt damon at the end of the show we're like oh and we're gonna watch an episode of suits and we never do it's such a letdown to all we're really sorry everyone (laughs) 
Do you, I feel like Harry also has that same running thing with her. Like Megan, I swear I'm gonna I'm gonna watch that episode this week, and just like he always has an excuse. So anyway, back to the Oscar party. Was there anything we didn't discuss? I think we want to start by talking about Katy Perry and Orlando Bloom because they were both there. Katy Perry arrived early. She was there for the dinner portion of the evening, which is everybody sits down and enjoys this amazing meal while watching the Oscar ceremony and then later Orlando Bloom walked in and Jennifer Aniston and Justin Theroux like were there to receive him they both gave him a kiss on the cheek and posed for photos and we definitely picked up on a vibe that they weren't together I will say that one of the big one of the one of the huge stories on the scene was that I feel like a lot of people were talking about what was up with Katie and Orlando because they were both there, but they weren't spending a lot of time together. I never... Did you ever see them interact? Someone did take a photo of them together. Photo of them together. They were posing. They were not very lovey-dovey. But I think on Monday, then, a publicist released a statement on their behalf saying that they were both taking some space. I want to take some credit. I never said this on the podcast, so there isn't proof. But I did tell one of our coworkers... Two weeks ago, when Katy Perry's new single came out, Chained to the Rhythm, <laughs> that she, <laughs> I feel like I'm talking like a radio DJ right now. <laughs> like when Chained to the Rhythm came out, because Katy and Orlando, when they were dating, had this thing of like super supporting each other, you know? Right. I feel like one would post something about the other's movie or one, I don't know, like back and forth like that. And he did not say a word about her new single. He never posted an Instagram about it, never tweeted about it, didn't comment on it showed her no love when her single was coming out. So, like, I said to myself, hmm, something seems a little weird. You sensed it in the air immediately. (laughs) I could sense it in the Instagram interactions. But, you know, I feel like it was clear somehow at the party. She was spending a lot of time with Allison Williams. I saw them walking hand in hand to go to the photo booth. That felt to me like when you get to an event and your ex is there, so you latch on to your girl, you know? Right. Well, (laughs) I have to say that at one point I did go up to the bar because I saw there were a lot of starry people by the bar. And part of my job is to kind of like overhear what who is talking about. So I went up to get a Diet Coke and I didn't even realize that I was standing next to Orlando and he was speaking to Justin Thoreau. And Orlando looked over and he did a double take at me. I wasn't even going to mention this out of <laughs> oh respect Oh my gosh, wait, this, talk about, wait, I have three things to say. One, talk about bearing the lead. Second, <laughs> can you imagine like you do having this interaction and not telling me this? I'm like really mad at you. Well, out you of respect. You never out, told me about this. Out of respect to Katie, because I thought maybe they were still <laughs> Like out of respect to Katy Perry, can't like I can't believe you're just casually tossing that out as an explanation. Like I'm such a threat, I did not want. (laughs) Oh my gosh, we're getting you on the Daily Mail, Julie. It's gonna be like Mystery Woman. Orlando Bloom is gonna be you're gonna be your dating. Oh no, no, I don't want you. You're married, but like (laughs) I don't want to get too excited about this, but. I love that. Also, Faye Dunaway thought you were on Game of Thrones. Now Orlando Bloom is like wanting to take you to, you know, Katsuya. And I didn't even tell places. you about the person at the Hidden Figures party who just asked to take a photo with me. <laughs> a like, like a fan? Like they thought you were in Hidden Figures? What do they think uh, well, you played? I don't know like complete... John Glenn's sister? Like <laughs> This complete stranger said, a very nice gentleman... Like, I'm just so sorry to interrupt. I'm sitting there alone. 
So I'm just so sorry to interrupt, but I need to get a photo with you. Can I take a photo with you? And I was waiting for our coworker, Krista, to be done so we could go to the next event together. So I wasn't doing anything. Who am I to deny a photo? Did you say, like, I'll give you a minute? Like, did you act, like, holier than thou to them? No, no, no. I I was very nice. And so he turns around to get someone to take this photo. (laughs) And he, he hands his phone to Jim Norton who's like the head of Condé Nast. He's like the Jack Donaghy of my little co- I'm the Liz Lemon in this metaphor. So he hands the phone to Jim Norton, who like runs the company. I've never met him before. And poor Jim Norton is in the middle of, I'm sure, a high-powered conversation with someone. And this guy keeps giving him pointers on how to take better photos. I was so humiliated. And then immediately after, someone was like, oh, Julie, did you meet Jim Norton? And I had to explain that I had no idea who this guy was bothering him. It's like asking Anna Wintour to, like, light your photo with her phone or something. (laughs) But But wait, then Orlando left the bar. Okay. And he looked back at me in my direction. We shared, like, a long glance. (laughs) Wait, after the double take? Yeah. (laughs) I'd like to also note for the record that Ryan, Julie's husband, was in the room, in the room she's recording in, and she's waited till after he left to explain all of this. (laughs) Well, I I think he would be very flattered by the attention. Well, I mean, this is a that should have been another. So we had a lot of reasons to know that they had broken up. I love your role in all of this. <laughs> I'm sure I look like some like D-list actress who was like in Hidden Figures, and maybe Orlando's just like a huge Hidden Figures fan. And he was like, "Wait, was that the girl who played John Glenn's sister?" What What if Katie and Orlando were like kind of on the rocks, but like, eh, like let's see how things go at the Oscar party, and then we're gonna like make a call about our relationship. And then Katie's like, you know, getting her, you know, vodka soda with Allison Williams, and they're like standing by the bar, and then Allison's like. Katie, look, and she looks over and she's like giving her a heads up that Orlando's checking you out. And then Katie says to Allison, that's it. I'm done. I don't need this anymore. Like, I don't need to be at this venue where he's talking to some, you know, wonderful girl. (laughs) Then, (laughs) And then that was it. My point is, you could have been the reason that they broke up. I think we're like breaking that here. (laughs) No. And also, no, also, I didn't tell you because I don't like... I'm sure I look like John Glenn's sister or something. Wait, and then also I wanted to throw out there that there was a lot of other related intrigue as one of our listeners tweeted at us because we weren't sure about this on Sunday night, but Miranda Kerr was there, right? Miranda Kerr was there and has rebounded to be dating the Snapchat founder worth billions and billions of dollars. And Kate Bosworth was like a big presence. Oh, that's a very good call. She looked gorgeous. She had this amazing amazing. seafoam dress on. But that means there were three Orlando Bloom exes. Bosworth, Kerr, and Perry. That's right. All in the same place. But like not that, I guess that's not that crazy for like a big Hollywood party like that. Well, I love that Mick Jagger was there. Jerry Hall was there. His ex. All of their kids. But then Mick Jagger was also like laughing, talking with Lachlan Murdoch, who is Jerry Hall's recently acquired stepson, now that she's married to Rupert Murdoch. Oh, interesting. So I feel like there were a lot of these weird ex-connections. Oh, and were they having a court? Like, did they seem like they knew each other well or not? Well, they were just like laughing. They were having a very fun conversation. Fun time. Right. 
Oh, but Carly Class. I'll tell my Carly Class story. <laughs> okay, so if you go on Instagram, a Julie's account, you can see this photo. It might be on. Is it on the Vanity Fair Instagram too? No, probably not. Oh, no, <laughs> definitely not. Wait, yeah, guys, we have to stop rolling all the photos of Jennifer Aniston because we have this amazing photo of Julie. <laughs> Absolutely no one said that, but I love that you thought that was a possibility. Thank you. For a second, I got, for a second, I got confused because it's just you and the... I don't know. I forgot it was just you and the photo. Anyway, so this is an amazing photo that Justin, our dear friend of the podcast... Justin Bishop, shout out to Justin, who took all of the amazing photos, photos from inside, the, inside party. the party. And that's such a hectic job. I don't know how he did it because everywhere you look, there's a huge celebrity and he does it with such grace wow that was a loving tribute <laughs> and he he took this photo inside the party of julie it's a phenomenal photo and you're kind of in the spotlight it's just on you i'm holding a glass of champagne and because i'm so chic i'm also hand holding my <laughs> cell phone and my cell phone charger <laughs> and in the background of this photo you see Carly Kloss, you know, the glamazon, seven foot tall, like red tight dress. And she is enviously eyeing Julie. There's a theme to a lot of these stories that we're noticing. I know. I really need to check Craigslist misconnections <laughs> this morning. I feel like there, there could have been a lot. Orlando is trying to reach you and probably Carly. So Carly's like giving, it's not like a death glare. It's more of kind of like game respecting game kind of thing. <laughs> like she's definitely like. I love that's like, your take. <laughs> right, right. No, she was very sweet. She was probably like, oh my God, it's John Glenn's sister. <laughs> We have to figure out who you... We have to do a deep dive later to figure out who on his Like, figures. how cute she actually took her cell phone charger on the phone with her. But so Justin took this photo, and then he saw Carly approaching from behind. And he thought it would be funny to get a photo of the two of us together. Like, we're both these huge, recognizable names. She is. So... Justin tried to very coolly say, like, oh, can I get a photo of you two together? <laughs> like, I'm Jennifer Aniston or something. So I, I tried to play it very cool. I was like, of course, of course. And Carly looks at me, is so confused because she knows I'm no one. She, like, looks down at my cell phone charger. She's just, like, thinks she's being punked or something. So she reaches out her hand to introduce herself. She was very sweet. She said, hi, I'm Carly. I said, I'm Julie. I said, you look amazing. And she said, well, I really love your dress. What is it? I said, oh, it's Nicole Miller. <laughs> and she said, that's okay. <laughs> she said, I'm wearing Naeem Khan. <laughs> like, you just have to go with whatever works for you. Meanwhile... <laughs> Well, this this dress is like the pot of gold at the end of the rainbow that has been my harried, frazzled search. It's like more money than I spent on, you know, any dress ever before. But then she did pose for the photo, and I'm sure it's in the trash bin of Justin's <laughs> night. Because she is like this seven-foot-tall... So, like she didn't think it was like a make-a-wish thing, though, Julie. Oh, I think <laughs> like, she did. I think she really did, which is why she took a second to like introduce herself. So he did show me the photo, and it's like this huge seven-foot-tall supermodel which she is standing next to like the troll from under the bridge who brought out her cell phone charger please orlando bloom's <laughs> next girlfriend slash his dreams you're holding back so much for me and we're gonna have to talk later <laughs> because 
I did not know the Orlando Bloom thing. I know this Carly story because I made you tell it to 80 people over the course of the past 48 hours. But you didn't show me the photo yet. Of what? Oh, well. Of you and Carly. I haven't seen that one. It was really unflattering because it turns out you don't want to take a photo next to <laughs> next a seven to foot Paul. tall supermodel. <laughs> it's never going to turn out well. I was thinking that with the photo, I took a photo with Emily Ratajkowski, who is great. Oh my gosh, but I was so jealous because it's such a good photo and you guys look like a couple. Oh, please. No, what I was going to say was that it's like, who is ever looking at me in that photo? It's like, you know, like the most... I was. I was (laughs) gauging the intimacy there and I was a little mad. Shout out to Emily, though. She was so cool. She was great on the live stream. We also had Pete Davidson on. Cassie David, the Instagram star. So now we want to tell you about Tripod. That's spelled T-R-Y-P-O-D, hashtag tripod. It's a new industry-wide effort to get people listening to more podcasts. So we want to ask you to share a podcast with a friend this week. It's a word of mouth campaign. Spread the word about podcasts. One of Josh and my favorite podcasts is Two Dope Queens, starring our friend and Oscar livestream co-host, Phoebe Robinson. She's so funny, and it's definitely worth giving a listen. Phoebe was on the ride with us this weekend during the rehearsals for the live stream, and then the next day, and we got to know her well, and she's great. Big John Hamm fan, Phoebe. Two Dope Queens is great, and we're huge fans. So you should definitely check it out and use this tripod campaign as a chance to find new podcasts and spread the word about them. Wait, let's talk about some of our pre, some of the events we didn't get to on uh, Monday morning, the events we went to before. We already heard a little bit about the Hidden Figures pre-Oscar party that you went to. That was amazing. It was Friday evening at Spago, which, fun fact, the location where Vanity Fair's first Oscar parties were held. And it was the entire Hidden Figures cast, Octavia Spencer, who was Oscar nominated, Taraji P. Henson, who is an all-star dream. I spoke to her. She's just so lovely. Janelle Monae, who always looks impeccable and has a super cool hair thing going on. She had these two barrettes in the back of her hair saying love. Kirsten Dunst and Jesse Plemons. They were really cute together. Russell Wilson and Ciara showed up. They looked incredible. Pharrell. Pharrell does not go to any event without his ripped jeans. He Mm. was at that Academy luncheon in ripped jeans. And then here, Mahershala was not there because he had just had a baby. His wife had just had a baby. I saw that and I didn't know she was going to have a baby right before the Oscars. Right. And also his... um. I don't know why I'm saying this. His Seliger portrait from the Oscar party was so good. Did you see it? Oh, I didn't see it. It was one of my favorites, yeah. But it was also really cool because all of the families of the three women that Octavia Taraji and Janelle play had come out to Los Angeles. And everybody was so excited, as you would be. And Katherine Johnson came, right? The 98-year-old. She was supposed to come. She had a little health scare, but her entire family was there. It was really, it was a cool... Yeah, that's awesome. Because these people weren't, you know, jaded by Hollywood or cynical. They were just so excited to be there. It was just like an event for them to celebrate the movie. It was a toast, a (laughs) pre-Oscar toast. Like the La La Land one. What other events were there? Oh, Josh and I had a fun sighting at the montage. Oh, Jackie Chan. 
Jackie Chan in a blue tracksuit surrounded by an entire entourage. It was a lot. He must have been staying at the montage because then I think someone saw him a few days after that or something. And he had a whole crew with him then. That was a good sighting, but I didn't recognize him at first, so I felt kind of bad. Well, I didn't have my glasses on, so I didn't either. And the the coworker we were working with was like freaking out, melting down. But I did recognize that this guy had very great charisma. Yeah, like a cool... It was exactly the kind of energy you want emanating from Jackie Chan. Also, we talked about La La Land on Sunday, right? No. What didn't. about it? That we, <laughs> you know, that, that little movie, La La Land. No, that, the, we went to the toast for that on Wednesday. Everything's blurring together. Did we? I don't think we did. So no, we tell, didn't. Tell me I, about this, Josh. <laughs> well, you and I were there. It was at the Chateau Marmont. Um, and it was like a toast. And it was interesting to me to see because it was four days before the Oscars. And it was a pretty intimate thing for the whole La La Land team. But Emma Stone was there. It was a seated dinner at a bungalow at the Chateau Marmont. And it was very like decked out La La Land style. So there was like a jazz band. They had the actual jazz band from the movie performing. I didn't know that. Yes. Wow. And they had brought in cute park benches, like the park bench they do a little dance on at the Griffith Observatory out around the pool. Emma Stone was there with her mom. She looked phenomenal. Oh, and I think you can say what you overheard. Her talking about Anthony Bourdain. Well, okay, she's a, apparently a huge Anthony Bourdain fan. She was yeah, she was, a, she was having a very excited animated conversation with someone about Anthony Bourdain's show, about a, in particular the Bill Murray episode. And someone asked her, oh, do you have your Oscar speech ready? Oh, yeah, right. And someone asked her if she had her Oscar speech ready. And she said no. I thought she said yes. <laughs> she <laughs> said she said yes. Oh. oh, she did say yes? Yes. Wow, this is... <laughs> but you didn't want to blow her cover. Yeah, I didn't want to blow her cover. You're right, she said yes. Because I did mention it in the party report, but I didn't say that she had said yes. Right. Okay, but my other takeaway was this is such a grueling... I know they talk about this on Little Gold Man a lot, the kind of like publicity tour you have to do when you're one of the big nominees in these movies. And like she, to me, I was just thinking to myself watching her making all this small talk and like almost at the end of the road and like three days and three nights away from the Oscars. Like, gosh, I hope she wins because like if she did, like if she, I don't know, just so exhausted like, to put on all this time and FaceTime and small talk. And also Ryan Gosling flaked on the And Ryan events, Gosling didn't so come. She, she had to do all the heavy lifting alone. Yeah, and like to be the face of this movie for months and months because this debuted at like Telluride, right? It was like a full six months of interviews Yeah, and it's basically spending six months of your life promoting something that you already finished working on. It's just such a strange thing to me in that way like it's not like anything else on other professions i felt like if she didn't win like i was just gonna feel apparently her line was that she kept going around saying isabel Huppert was gonna win but that was just oh, a right. anything anyway the director ended up showing up the musical people rosemary dewitt it was like a whole little thing oh also and then from going from la land to moonlight on sunday i got ready with trevante rhodes oh who, Which I haven't heard this whole story yet, so I need <laughs> beginning to end. So Trevante, I mean, most people probably are, are now aware of him, but if you're not, of the three Chirons and Moonlight, like in the three different sections, he's the last one, so he's the oldest. The super buff one. Super buff, like in a way that's crazy, which I now know firsthand. So he... Kevin Klein dressed the three different Chirons. Which is really cool. I like that. Yeah, it was. They made custom suits for each of the three. They obviously weren't like matching or anything, but they looked 
kind of complementary to one another. Calvin Klein, since Raph Simmons took over there, these were the first men they dressed for an Oscars red carpet under his tenure at Calvin Klein. So they were all very excited about it. So as part of this, they all were at the Peninsula Hotel. They each got ready separately, but then everyone came down for like a champagne toast. So I got to his room maybe like an hour before the toast. And he walked in in like sweatpants and a t-shirt and backpack. I was thinking like, he has to be down for this toast in like 20 minutes. Is this going to like happen? And it was like so casual. He looked like he was coming from the gym. And then he walks into like the back of the suite and his stylist, Ashley, who was awesome. She was there. And like his Calvin Klein suit was just hanging. And he's like, all right. He just tosses his shirt off. And we're all oh just like, whoa. Like, I know. I was like, I was not like, like give me a mimosa first. <laughs> and then, Josh and, fainted. Yeah. And then he almost, he was about to take his pants off, I think. And there's a lot of people in the room. It wasn't just me and him. It was like, you know, his stylist, like his dresser. There was a photographer who was taking photos for us. Maybe like five or six people. So he's very comfortable, obviously, with his, you know, as he should be because his body Physique, is like... right? I'm surprised he even had clothes on when he walked in. Like, I would just be walking around without clothes all the time. But he was such a nice, like, really low-key, but, like, really friendly. Like, he just seemed very kind of like... He was, like, he was going to the Oscars, but you would think from his demeanor he was going to, like, you know, his sister's graduation. That was a weird example. Like, just... <laughs> Just going to something really low key, you know, like a doctor's appointment, like, but but not in like a like a chore way. Gosh, I'm ruining this. But anyway, he did they have like music playing? Like, what was the vibe in there? They had like a tray of pastries and coffee, but no one really partook in that. He certainly wasn't going to have pastries. Did you partake? Um, <laughs> no, I was just trying to take in the scene. But suddenly, closed the door for him to get into his pants. Then he opened it. Was just still shirtless, and they like dressed him. This guy came to tie his tie, and I was saying, I need that guy in my life. <laughs> he like tied his tie and like was making sure every part of the suit looked perfect, folding up the ends of his shirt sleeves and stuff. There were some dramatics related to what jewelry he was going to wear. Like he wanted to wear one of his personal rings, and finally the stylist was like, "Sure." She had like had this other ring for him to wear in addition, but it didn't fit him. And then like she made some joke about all the Chipotle he's eating, causing his fingers to swell because of the sodium. I would have fired her from my <laughs> team immediately. <laughs> no, he loved it. He was like, yeah, Chipotle every day. Or like he said something like that. So apparently, if you want to know how to get the Trevante Rhodes body, it's just eating a ton of Chipotle. So, <laughs> so he gets his rings on. Then there was like the tie. They were figuring it out. You know, they kind of had someone come in to do like last minute grooming on him. I wasn't in the room for that. So I don't know what that process entailed. It was like mystical. <laughs> and then he was ready to roll. <clears throat> he made some joke about this entourage of people with him because it's probably like 15 of us by the time we were leaving the room. And then we all went down to this like ballroom in the hotel where Ashton and um, Alex, the other two were. And the three of them posed for photos for this Calvin Klein promotion. And also, as some of you may have seen on Monday, the day after Calvin Klein released underwear ads with Trayvon Day and Mahershala Ali. So like that was part of this whole situation too. It was definitely like festive. Like the stylist made like comment, how often is it like such an event to like get ready to get in your limo to go to the Oscars? So it was kind of sweet. Some of their parents were there, like their families. Like it was clear these three like went through this amazing bond together filming Moonlight. 
having this kind of shared experience, playing the same character. And they were all wearing these like kind of complimentary Calvin Klein suits. I don't know, just, it was sweet. I was really, and they were all hugging each other. Aww. Like it's clear they all kind of have this like great, Ashton is like sort of, um, Ashton came into VF recently. Oh. And um, Ben Park took those amazing ben photos. Ben Park, of him. Yeah. you should look up those photos. Ben Park really took amazing yeah. portraits. He has a ton of personality. Like he was wearing these little sunglasses. He was like kind of hamming for the camera. Like he's just like such a showman. And the other two are, you know, obviously performers as well. They just have a great dynamic, the three of them. And then there was champagne and everyone kind of like cheered for them and celebrated this happening. Like a lot of their handlers and people that worked there. And Trevante was just super chill. And then his stylist was saying she was crying on the way there because she felt like this was going to be the end of the journey. Because she she started working for him, like, at Telluride without knowing anything about him or the movie. She was just asked by his manager, and, like, she felt like a connection with him. And then it turned into this phenomenon that won Best Picture. She was saying, like, she would never have known that it was going to become such a journey. And she was, like, really sad she wasn't going to see him every day anymore. I want to find, like, the paparazzi photos of you in this moonlight entourage, like, walking to the limo. <laughs> There's a photo of me with Trevante, but it's like your photo with Carly. Like, it, uh, no one wants to <laughs> Wait, see it. Wait, I want to <laughs> see it. Will you send it to me? No. I think we can keep alluding to these, like, secretive photos. We're gonna, we'll are gonna we post some of them, hopefully, if we can, like, work up the self-esteem to post photos of us next to, like, some of the most beautiful people in the world. Julie, we have to find some, like, ugly celebrities to pose with. No more, like, Emily Ratajkowski and Carly Kloss and Trevante. We need to get someone who, like, actually makes us look, like, vaguely okay. <laughs> anyway... <laughs> But yeah, so this Oscar week was really, I don't know. I feel like we're going to still have things next week and weeks after um, that we can parse. I'm just really upset that you're not in LA anymore. It's not the same. Our last note before we wrap things up is that I just needed to bring this up because I saw this morning on Daily Mail that Chris Martin and Jay-Z went to Sushi Park again on Tuesday night last night, which means there's now been three Tuesday night Sushi Parks, at least since we went, that they have gone. And I feel like if that isn't a sign that I need to move to L.A. <laughs> and that we have to start making that our regular, you know. I'm going to make Ryan go with me this Tuesday just to see. What? Or I'm not uh, allowed oh, to. I get, no, that's our place. Uh, if anybody's listening Fine, and then. has like 40,000 airline miles, they want to donate. <laughs> for me to come to Sushi Park for just for 24 hours. But yeah, that's our episode. Thanks so much for listening. And please remember to rate, review us on iTunes. Oh my gosh. And apologies to Meghan Markle again that we didn't get around to watching Suits. We'll make it up somehow. Josh, we should just like Skype and watch it. Yeah, we'll do that. Feel free to reach out to us on Twitter at In The Limelight to further discuss these subjects. Give us suggestions for what we should do next or, you know... I don't know. Choose your own adventure, <laughs> give us. Tell us what you want from us. And you can also follow us, follow us individually. I'm at Julie W. Miller. And mine is Jay Dubop. We have an Instagram for the podcast as well, in the Limelight Pod. This episode was edited and produced by our superhero, Alana Milner. Shout out to Alana. I know, Alana, who dealt with us on Monday at like 7.30 a.m. Thanks to Laura Meyer and Andy Bowers of Panoply. Thanks for joining us. And remember, as Meghan Markle tells us, no bad energy. 